This is the Written by Lauren podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, and today we're reading chapter 14 from my series called Searching. Before listening to this episode, if you haven't heard the previous chapters in the series, then be sure to listen to those before listening to this week's episode. Chapter 14 Brian looked over at Zoe. Her eyes were searching every inch of the house. Maybe we should just go to school then? Zoe tore her gaze away from her home and turned towards Brian. After what just happened? You want to go to school? You think you can focus on lessons today? Brian shook his head a little. Not really, but it's better than sticking around here. The ghost that lives in your house told you to leave. I think of all people, she would know best. Besides, where else would we go? Zoe let out a large breath of air. Yeah, I guess you're right. They began walking away leaving the house behind them, for now. Brian kept looking around, as if waiting for something to pop out and scare them. He nor Zoe had ever experienced something like that. They were both a bit freaked out, and were both glad to have each other in these moments. But Brian wouldn't have to go back to that house tonight. Zoe would. Of course, she could probably stay with her grandmother, but she wouldn't. She knew her dad wouldn't want to sleep anywhere else, and Zoe wouldn't leave her dad to be alone when a possible demon bad spirit bullshit was lurking around. Zoe knew her dad wouldn't believe her if she tried to tell him it was all real, and to be honest, she didn't blame him. She was lucky to have Brian, who had basically blindly followed her and believed her when she said she was worried or concerned with the afterlife. She wondered why as they walked in silence to school. He had believed her from the start, had it been because he had witnessed her odd episode in her room while they painted, and thought there was no way of her faking that, so he believed her no matter what after that or had it been something else. Had he ever had reason to believe in ghosts prior to befriending her? She looked over at Brian, whose eyes were still scanning the world in front of them. They had finally made it to school. Zoe decided she would ask Brian about his prior ghost experience later, after they had had some time to cool off, and not as they walked down a silent school hallway. Brian broke the silence as he looked up at the old clock on the wall. Third period is about to end. Zoe looked at him. Let's go find a table in the cafeteria, and try not to get caught. Brian agreed and they silently made their way to the lunchroom and found a table just as the bell rang for class to end. Students filed out of their classrooms and into the cafeteria. Some got in line to get the school lunch. Another sat down and opened their lunch packs and began eating a homemade lunch. Zoe and Brian were still, as the world around them moved and continued on with life. They still needed to come to terms with what they had experienced, and although they felt safe here, they would need time to process. Although they wanted to use this time before class to do so, they wouldn't get the chance. Madison walked up to their table with a small nose brace on. Under her eyes, you could see a little bit of bruising from her broken nose. She had covered most of it with makeup, but some still poked through. Zoe looked up at her as she approached. She frowned a little. Hey, Madison, I just wanted to say I'm sorry for breaking your nose. It wasn't intentional. Madison had a look on her face, as if she had just smelled something terrible. She made a small, inaudible noise and turned her attention to Brian. He looked up at her as well. Hey, he said. Madison smiled at him, but it was more of a sad smile than anything else. She shook her head as if disappointed in him. I can't believe you let her pressure you into skipping school. She has such a bad influence. Madison looked at Zoe for a moment, and then her gaze was back on Brian. No one will judge you if you cut off the friendship now. Everyone can see what a bad seed she is. Punching me in the face, and then talking you into skipping half of the school day? Madison held out her hand. Come on, you can sit with me and my friends. Brian looked at her hand, and then up at her. 
He leaned forward in his chair and placed his arms on the table for support. Madison, I know why she punched you. You started a fight that didn't need to happen. Nothing is going on between me and Zoe other than a friendship. But either way, it's none of your business. And she isn't making me do anything. Friends don't force friends to do things they don't want to do. Madison pulled her hand back, but didn't leave. Brian, you've never skipped school before. And now you're skipping school with the new girl? Brian, wake up. She's insane, and you can't associate with someone like that. It's obvious she's a bad influence on you. Brian shook his head. Madison, you should really just leave us alone. Zoe is my friend, and she's actually really nice if you took the time to get to know her. Madison looked between the two, threw up her nose, turned and walked away. Brian shook his head again and leaned back in his chair. I really don't know what her deal is. She's never been nice. She's always had this way about her, as if she was better than everyone, and we've all lived in this town together since we were kids. I don't know why she thinks she can boss people around and act like she walks on water. Zoe listened as he ranted. She let him finish and watched him as he calmed himself down. Thanks for sticking up for me. And who knows, I'm sure you know her better, but maybe the mayor's daughter isn't all that glamorous for her. Brian raised an eyebrow. She sure likes to tell people she's the mayor's daughter, and she uses it to her benefit whenever she can. Zoe thought back. She never told me. She still hasn't told me, actually. If it's one of her talking pieces, I'm not sure why she wouldn't have mentioned it. Brian shrugged. Yeah, that is kind of weird she didn't mention it. I wonder why that was. Zoe looked over to where Madison had sat down. She was talking to a few girls while she pouted under her eyes. Zoe was probably more interested in why Madison hadn't mentioned her town royalty when it seemed very unlike her not to. She would put that on her list of questions that needed answers, and see what information she could dig up at a later date. She could only focus on so much at a time. And right now her house being haunted by not only a girl that was murdered by this town, but her father's bad energy was taking up a lot of space inside her head. She was going home tonight, mostly to make sure Henry was okay, and that nothing was going to hurt him. She didn't want to lose another parent. Her dad had already emotionally left for a while, after her mother's death, and although he was coming back and being more present, like he was before he lost his wife, she couldn't bear to lose him for any other reasons. She would protect him no matter what. So what are you going to do about that freaky bad energy thing that's slowly taking over your house? Brian asked. Zoe thought about her answer for a moment. I'm not really sure. I guess I can talk to my grandma again, but I also want to talk to Emmy about it. But she said she doesn't even really know what it is. And she tries to stay away from it when it's around, Brian responded. Zoe agreed. Yes, but she has to know more about it than she let on. She has to have lived with it on and off for a really long time, right? Brian contemplated. Yeah, I guess that's possible, but what are you going to do about tonight? Zoe wondered what she would do. Stay up all night waiting for something to show up? But if something did show up, what would she do? Simply telling it to get out hadn't worked. She would need a more solid understanding of what it was before she wanted to try taking it on again. Brian, I think I have to go talk to my grandma. She's the only one I know that knows anything about this sort of thing. She has to have some sort of advice that will help. Brian was quiet for a moment. Should we go see her now? Zoe was surprised at his eagerness. What, just walk out of school in the middle of the day and go visit my grandma? Brian nodded. Yes, exactly. Zoe studied his face. She wondered if he was serious since they had just gotten to school and hadn't gone to any classes yet. She decided he meant it and stood up. Let's go then. Brian laughed. Ready. He stood up and they walked out of the cafeteria. As they left, Madison watched them until they were no longer in sight. As the two friends walked back down the hall, they kept looking around hoping they would get lucky again. They kept looking around hoping they would get lucky again. 
and not run into anyone who wanted to stop them and ask them any questions. It seemed all the teachers were occupied with their own lunches as they ran into no one and exited the school with ease. Once outside, they hurried down the steps and ran across the grounds to the safety of the sidewalk. They got far enough away that no one would see them from the school windows if anyone decided to look out one of them. They were a bit more cautious now that they were leaving school early. They wouldn't really be able to explain that without getting in trouble. Sneaking into school would have been easy to lie about. They would have thought of any excuse that could have worked, one being that they were late because they slept in, or they hadn't been feeling well, but now were feeling up to coming in. They had just finished ducking behind a bush when a car drove by, when they rounded the corner onto Zoe's grandmother's street. They walked right up to the house and knocked on the front door. They could hear some small noises on the other side of the door, and then some footsteps that were getting closer and closer until the door opened up. Barbara looked at them both and stepped aside for them to enter. They did just that and Barbara closed the door. To what do I owe this pleasure, my dear grandchild? And Brian? She walked past them and into the kitchen where she poured them both a cup of tea. So we looked at Brian awkwardly. She was unsure what was going on. Barbara was acting a bit strange. She hadn't even hugged or given Zoe a kiss. Brian shrugged. Zoe knew he had noticed the cold greeting she had given them. Is something wrong, Grandma? Seems like something's bothering you, Zoe asked. Barbara set the cups down in front of the two as they pulled out chairs and sat down. She looked up and smiled a little. I've just got a lot on my mind, child. It's nothing. I'm sure it's just an old woman's worries. Zoe returned the small smile when Barbara looked up at Brian and blinked a few times as if suddenly realizing something. She looked back at Zoe and then placed her hand on her hip and used the other to point at them both. Wait a minute. Why aren't you two in school? It's too early for you to be out already. Zoe and Brian looked at one another and wondered who would speak first. Neither wanted to be the first to spill the beans on the eventful day that they had had thus far. Barbara wouldn't stand for the silence. She looked at Zoe and said, Well? Zoe sighed. Well, we sort of spoke to Emmy, the original owners of the house's daughter. Barbara was interested now. I see. And so what happened? As that does not explain your absence from school. Zoe nodded, agreeing. Yes, well, we were sort of interrupted by some evil energy that she was afraid of. She thinks it's her dad's negative energy that has stayed in the house even though he's passed on. Barbara sat down. She sipped her own tea and was quiet while they told her the rest of the story. They had a lot to say and didn't want to leave anything out, so they helped each other in telling the story. After they were done, Barbara continued to be quiet. They could tell she was thinking. They didn't want her to lose her train of thought, so they waited patiently. They also didn't know what else to say, so they were glad to have this time to think as well. Finally, Barbara spoke. So, you need to rid your house of the bad energy. I have not encountered it, but if a spirit is uncomfortable by it, it must be bad. Of course... You tried telling it to leave as well, and that was good. That was a very valid try, but it wasn't enough. Barbara tapped her finger on the table while she thought of a plan. Again, Zoe and Brian gave her this time to think, and dare not interrupt her while she came up with a plan. I will have to come over tonight. I don't think you'll be able to do this on your own. Zoe spoke up. What about Dad? Barbara nodded her head. Yes, that will be a challenge, but I do believe that once he goes to bed, we will be able to do everything we need to in order to cleanse the home and rid it of anything that doesn't belong. He will be none the wiser, and he will of course be safe. Zoe relaxed. She'd of course been worried about her father, the non-believer, although she was still curious as to why he didn't believe that there were things out there that were not of this world. When his own mother had known about his wife's cancer, years and years before it ever surfaced, she pushed those thoughts from her mind. It didn't matter in this moment. She needed to focus on what had to be done tonight. 
Barbara stood and grabbed a notebook and pen from one of her drawers, and then went to the other room. They could hear her dialing a phone number, and then a moment of silence, and then she spoke to someone. Yes, it's me. How are you? Yes, I know. It's been too long. Listen, I have a dilemma. Zoe and Brian tried to eavesdrop on the rest, but Barbara must have started speaking quieter, as all they could hear now was her muffled voice from the other room, and an occasional, yes, of course, every now and then. Brian leaned on the table, trying to get closer to Zoe. You think I can come too? I don't want you two to have to do this alone, Zoe agreed. You think you could sneak out? We have to do it when he falls asleep. You heard my grandma. Brian smirked. Of course I could sneak out. Not a problem. Zoe rolled her eyes at his cockiness. Barbara walked back into the kitchen. Startling them both as she had been so quiet walking up, Barbara held out a piece of paper. I will need you guys to go out and get this list of items before we can do anything tonight. Zoe looked over at the paper at the strange requests. Where are we going to find this stuff? She handed the list over to Brian and he scanned it quickly. I know a few places we can go to get these, Brian said. Zoe didn't ask any questions about how or why he knew where they could get spleens of newts. She wanted to get this list taken care of, and then they would be that much closer to keeping her father safe and her home livable. Zoe stood up and motioned for Brian to do the same. Well, let's go then. I want to make sure we have enough time to prepare. Brian stood up and folded the list, slipping it in his pocket for safekeeping. Barbara dug around in her purse and slipped a small wad of cash into Zoe's hand. This should cover the expenses. Zoe slipped the money into her pocket. Thank you, Grandma. They both hugged Barbara, and she walked them out. She stood on the porch and watched them as they disappeared back into the world. She hoped they would be able to find everything, and that they weren't too late to get rid of the evil that had been festering inside that house for years on end. She wondered if that was why no one had lasted very long in that position. She walked back into the house and closed the door. She had a lot to do. Brian opened the door to the small shop that was located in a small alleyway. Zoe assumed they must not get much business, for they were fairly hidden. She wondered how Brian knew about this place, but thought it was rude to ask after walking inside the shop. They looked around. It was dark and cold, and was filled with small bottles of liquids and some small bugs or animal parts. It smelled of mildew and burning candles. A man with eccentric clothes walked out from the back, pushing aside the beads hanging in the doorframe. The slight noise made both friends turn and look where the sound was coming from. The man stood behind the desk and smiled. How can I help you two? I'm sure whatever you guys need, I can find a lot quicker than you could. Zoe held out her hand to Brian, and he dug inside his pocket, pulling out the folded shopping list. She took it and walked to the front counter, presenting it to the shop owner. He took it and opened it, reading the contents. He looked up over the small paper at Zoe. I don't know you, he said. Who are you? And why do you need these things? Zoe smiled. I thought everyone knew everyone here. I don't get out much. He gave her a small smile and Zoe responded. Me and my dad just moved here. He grew up here though and my grandma Barbara still lives here. The man nodded. Ah, Barbara. Lovely woman. Well, it's nice to meet you, Zoe. I'm Doll. He did a small head nod in greeting and she smiled. Doll. I like that. It's really nice. Thank you, hun. He turned and started pulling bottles down and setting them on the counter. He then left from behind the counter and walked up and down the aisles gathering the items from the list. Brian lingered around, picking up bottles here and there and looking at the contents. Zoe waited until Dahl was finished collecting the items. He rung her up and she pulled out the cash, paying him the amount owed. They thanked him and they left. He watched them as they went. As they walked back towards the other side of town, Brian commented on the time. Are you going straight to your grandma's? 
Zoe looked at the bag of items in her hand. Yeah, I'm not sure what she has to prepare for tonight, so I'm going to drop it off and head home before Dad gets there. I'm going to head home and make sure my mom sees me and thinks I'm turning in early so I can sneak out. That's a good idea. I'll see you tonight then. Zoe waved and Brian headed down the opposite street. Oh, Brian, by the way. Brian turned and began walking backwards. Zoe smiled. Thanks for being my friend, Brian. Brian chuckled. Anytime. He turned back and kept walking. Later that evening, Zoe walked into her house with Barbara and her bag of goodies. After setting down her overnight bag in one of the guest rooms, Barbara insisted on walking around burning something she had bought from the store Brian had taken her to. They finished and then entered the kitchen. Barbara took out some food and began preparing dinner. Zoe helped and soon the whole house smelled of homemade chili and cornbread. As Barbara filled three bowls, the door opened and in walked Henry. I knew I smelled your chili, Ma. He kissed her on the cheek and gave Zoe a hug. I didn't know you were coming over, Mom. He took off his jacket and draped it over the back of his chair. He sat down and Barbara set a bowl in front of him. I just wanted to spend some time with my family, and was in the mood for chili, and of course I know how much you love it. Henry ate. You're right about that. He looked up at Zoe as she ate as well. So how was school, Zoe? Zoe stuffed a huge spoonful of chili into her mouth. It gave her a few more seconds to think about how not to lie. Oh, well, my day was fine. I learned a lot, actually. Henry smiled. They had a bit more small talk between the three of them while they finished dinner. Henry wiped his mouth, then yawned. Oh, I must be more tired than I realized. I might have to retire soon. He yawned again and shook his head. Barbara stood and grabbed his bowl. Go off to bed. Me and Zoe can handle the cleanup. He tried to protest. But you girls cooked. The least I can do is clean up. He stood. Nonsense, son. Go off to bed. I know you're tired. Yeah, Dad. You can head in early. It's fine. Zoe agreed. All right, all right. Thanks for dinner. And the company. He hugged them both and sauntered off to his room. After the girls finished cleaning up, Zoe went to check that Henry was asleep. She pressed her ear to the door and heard him snoring. She headed back to the kitchen where Barbara was setting up her things. He's asleep. He must have been really tired. Barbara looked up. The tea he drank during dinner was to help him get to sleep, and to sleep through the night. Zoe nodded. Oh, I see. There was a small knock on the door, and Zoe turned to leave. Must be Brian. I'll get it. She reached the door and opened it to see her friend. She let him in without hesitation. Hey, he said. Zoe closed the door and they walked into the kitchen. Hey, Miss Barbara. What can I do to help? You can unpack the rest of my things, dear. I need those candles lit as well. Brian unpacked the bags and got out some matches for the candles. Just as the last candle was lit, there was another small knock on the front door. Zoe and Brian looked towards the sound, wondering who would be knocking. Barbara headed towards the front. I invited a friend over. We're going to need all the help we can get. She disappeared to get the door. Zoe looked at Brian. Wonder who she's talking about? Brian shrugged. No idea. And just as soon as she left, she was back. And she was with an older woman, whom Zoe had never met. Which wasn't strange, as she hadn't met most people yet. Brian looked up. Nana? What are you doing here? Barbara smiled. Well, we need a witch, of course. Alright everyone, that's it for today's episode. Come back next week for another installment of Searching, and in the meantime, if you want to reach out, you ask me some questions about the series of podcast in general, you can find me on Instagram at writtenbylauren underscore podcast. And thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. See you guys next week. <laughs>